Hey there, and welcome back to Tax Cell Insiders. We're a podcast for successful lean and deed investing. And I'm your host, Rachel Seidensticker, the COO over at Tax Cell Resources, which gives this podcast its wings. Uh, we're back, and we're back again with Stephen Morrell. You've heard from him a few times, and we love having him. And this is a short and sweet episode. He's going to give us an update on what's happening in Louisiana with the journey from the bid-down ownership um, to the bid-up premium style of bidding that they're fighting for at the legislature next year. So stick around and join Stephen. Sit back and relax for another episode of Taxel Insiders, again with Stephen Morrell of Juristeed and our very own CEO, Brian Seidensticker. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Taxel Insiders. Uh, with me today is a very familiar face. Stephen and I have uh, spent a few episodes talking through some uh, pretty riveting topics. Um, Stephen, welcome back. Thanks, as always, for having me. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> But uh, I heard through the grapevine that there's some uh, potential changes, um, not for sure, but potential changes come down the pipeline in, in Louisiana. I know you're, um, you're a licensed attorney there. Um, you've been plugged into those changes over the years quite a bit. Can you help uh, you guys fill us in a little bit on what those potential changes might be? Yeah, I can. And uh, there's no there's no hard and fast date set yet for when it might be uh, put in, you know, to into law. Obviously, it has to go through the, the legislative process. And and we've been working on this for a few years. But the, the most substantial potential change is is the auction bidding system of Louisiana, which is, of course, if you know anything about Louisiana's tax sale bidding system, you know that there's this kooky way of bidding down ownership uh, at the tax lean auction to compete against your, your, your fellow bidder uh, to see who will take the least amount of ownership in this property in the event that it doesn't redeem, making you potentially a co-owner with your tax debtor uh, and having to part, then partition the property and everything. It's, it's just crazy. But um, the uh, everybody knows it. So that's good. Yeah, there's this, you know, be, of being aware of your issues is the first step of correcting them, right? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, so the Consensus is a is the conversion to a bid up premium auction system. Uh, this has been talked about for a while, and it's 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 in a, a legislatively formed uh, professional committee, uh, which is called the Law Institute. Uh, I'm a member of the tax sale committee for the Law Institute that basically produces the, the the research and the recommended change of law, submits it to the legislature, and oftentimes they rubber stamp it because it's the it's the conclusion of sometimes years of expertise of a, of a certain field, you know, it could be other industries do the same thing. Um, and, you know, the legislature meets for a couple of months and they're not going to know that there's something better or different than that other than maybe some lobbying interests. But for the most part, um, this is something that's already been approved by the Law Institute. Uh, it's just a matter of getting it all put together. It would require a constitutional amendment, unfortunately. So that makes it a little bit more, you know, arduous, difficult to get it passed through. Um, but we're hopeful uh, that this could be in the 2023 legislative session and in just a few months from now, um, making it a 2024 law change. Um, so nothing nothing for next year that we're aware of, uh, or certainly not what I'm talking about. Um, but that would be the most significant change, that, that it would be a bid up premium. What's still to be determined is what happens to that overbid, which is what the next logical question that any, any seasoned investor might ask. Um, obviously, there's two ways that can typically go, whether it's refunded in a redemption or whether it's 
lost or you know sunk into the uh, investment is a big deal to investors, and um, and that has yet to be decided. Got it. And is there? Uh, I guess the other question would be: Is there any interest earned on that uh, premium? Is that being discussed as well, or has that been decided? It's been dis- it's been discussed. I don't think it's been finalized. Um, the, the the council is a little bit more conservative than I think the legislature might be. Um, and so there'll still be an opportunity to, to lobby some of those changes, what I'm hoping for. Um, we're, we're, I'm, I'm promoting the return of the premium in the event of a redemption. Uh, in my experience in, it, in looking at other states um, and talking with other you know practitioners in other states, all that does is, is generate um, a, a lot more bidding activity. Right. There's a lot more liberal bidding if you know that you can get your return, your, your bid back, even maybe a small like administrative fee to the government. You know, if you can get 95 percent of it back, that's a huge difference in what you're willing to invest. But also in the event that you take the deed to the house, there's this, pool, you know, a fund essentially that's sitting there mm-hmm. that they, you're clearly not going to get your, your, your premium back, overbid back if you win the house. But in the event that there are subordinate lien holders that haven't been paid or the, the homeowner. Right, who just lost their property? There's there's a sum of money that that is they're entitled to. This is almost exactly like a mortgage foreclosure is treated in, all, in almost every state. Um, if there's excess money left over after the foreclosure has been completed, so in my mind, it's actually a very equitable system, um, and it, it promotes you know a, a fair system to the investors, but also potentially a pot of money for the owner loses their house. Um, I think that it you know whether the interest gets earned on that premium that. I mean, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but I'm um, hopefully we get the, the return of the premium of the overbid. Back. Got it. Yeah. So it's, um, and just for listeners that aren't aware of, of Louisiana's process, there's the, if you read the statutes, it's definitely confusing, um, but there's really a lean process and a deed sale process. And what we're talking about here is really the lean sale process that has the, currently has the ownership bidding down um, right. and, you know, modifying that to a, I guess a flat interest rate on that um, dealing with taxes, right? And then a, um, a premium bid and whether or not that premium bid gets any interest. Um, like I think Louisiana, in, not Louisiana, in Indiana, it gets interest, but a lot lower percentage than than the um, um, no, outstanding taxes. Then on the then on the tax itself, right? Yeah. So so in Louisiana, it's it's a you get a five percent. Uh, on whatever you buy at the tax lien sale, like the, the price doesn't change, right? It's, it's the, the the underlying delinquency, the starting bid at the t- at tax sale price is the tax sale price. That's what you pay, and that that gets a five percent bonus, right. um, and then there's one percent per month, simple interest. So you know, um, and it and it it occurs incurs immediately. So in the very first month, if there's a redemption the day after the sale, you're getting six percent back. So um, if it goes all the way to the end of the third year, you're getting 41% collectively, right, over time. But, okay. um, so I think there's, there was a little bit of, of, of resistance to saying, talking about additional interest on top of the overbid when and the interest that, you're, that they're getting is already pretty solid, you know, um, and I don't know. I, th- I think that's, that's some of those issues that still has to be flushed out. But I think either way, um, the, the one of the biggest detractors, I think, for investors you know, coming to Louisiana has been this bid down ownership system and the, the sort of the quagmire it leaves you in, in the event of the, that the redemption doesn't occur. Right. Right. So, so if, if for those that are familiar with other States, it's, um, you know, I'll say similar to a, um, 
um, a Colorado process where the interest rate is set um, on the, the delinquent taxes. You bid a premium, whether or not you get that pretty premium back in Colorado, you don't, it's sunk cost. Um, but um, you're hoping that that ends up being a return of that premium. Now that's been decided. A lot of it, this all has to go through legislation. Who knows what comes right. out at the end, but it's always, always good to know kind of what's in the pipeline. Um, mm -hmm. I guess, uh, Stephen, I know um, you're also associated with, with Jurisdeed. Um, and we were talking a bit about a pretty revolutionary product in the noticing side. Um, I want to give you a chance to kind of talk more about that because this is a pretty, um, well, my, my viewpoint is pretty awesome, uh, cool product that I, I think people, um, uh, if they knew more about it and where they could use it, um, I don't want to steal the whole thunder, but um, talk to a little, a little bit more about the whole mailing uh, service that Juristeed has. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, we're excited about it. Um, it it's, there are certainly a lot of opportunities to advance this industry and all the different use cases into with, with the, the available technologies and notifications is one of these things in, in the tax sale world that just constantly comes up, right? No matter what state you're in, no matter what stage of the investments you're in, it could be that you're soliciting, um, you know, deals. It could be that you're trying to uh, increase your redemptions, you know, trying to try to get more paid. Um, and at some point it's a legal requirement that you send notifications out. And at some point it's, it's a requirement just it, to, to finish the process to get the deed. So there's all different case use cases for this title insurance requires it laws require it. And it, it's been shown that if you can get a better outreach to the persons of interest to a delinquent asset, that you're going to get better returns uh, and more frequent, and you know, and so you're going to you're going to help your ROI by actually conducting a more effective notification. Where what Juristeed is is doing to take because nobody likes fooling with mail, right? Even the mail people don't like fooling with mail. So I mean, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, it, it's I, I think my my postal agent the other day is like, oh, I hate fooling with this mail. <laughs> think about everybody else, you know. Um, so. We designed a, a platform, first of all, to make a mailing completely button clicks. Like there's no more paper, right? The entire thing happens with structuring a mailing list, uh, a template, date, mail class, and then watch it go and track every step of the way. Because the other thing with mail in the legal world or even the tax sale world is, is proving you did it, not just direct mail, which, which like mailers, which like just pump it out to the mail stream and hope for the best. Um, you know, this mailing system actually tracks every step of the way, including, you know, delivery, returns, signatures, everything. Um, but the, the most unique factor about, about the mailing process is, well, who are you mailing to, right? And most people are starting with a list of the assessed owner or maybe a title search. Um, but keep in mind that those databases that give you that are static databases, right? The assessed owner is coming from the assessor's office. That's updated whenever somebody conducts a transaction or tell or tells them that they're moving. Um, you know, title records, same thing. I mean, those are clocked in records. Nobody's nobody's updating that if that person's dead, right? Until some other transaction occurs. Well, you know, if the quality of your mailing list is paramount to the success that you have with the mailing uh, campaign, what Jurisdeed is doing is actually giving you a, our smart mail product, which allows you to send to the best possible name and address as of the day we send the mail. Um, and this is involving investigative research or, or you know, skip tracing, 
um, like dynamic data sources that with our proprietary software system that's saying, hey, this is the right person or persons for th this to be um, uh, to best chances for it to get received, opened and responded to, which leads to more redemptions, which leads to more deals, and leads to more legal compliance, which gets you a better return at the end if you're going for a deed. So uh, we're able to do this scalably and it doesn't matter the mail class, right? You can do this on first class mail or certified with a green card. It, that's just your choice of how, whether a law requires you to do one way or the other, or whether you want to spend less money. Uh, if you're a lien holder, first class mail, this is becoming very, very popular right now with us is, is our smart mail product. We're able to do this like with very, very little cost. And, but the gains are dramatically different. I mean, they're getting a much better return. Uh, on their investment for sending out this notification. Now, um, you know, this, this service really is is used or usable really any in any state where there's any sort of a foreclosure process, right? Which is pretty it, much anywhere, right? Yeah, uh, it doesn't even matter why. It could be that you're just, I mean, a lot, some investors do driving for dollars and that kind of stuff. I mean, they can, you know, you could say, send me, you know, here's my, I buy houses for cash and, and I'm mailing this out to this zip code or this neighborhood or whatever, you know. Well, how do you know who's going to open that letter? Is it the homeowner or is it the occupant? You know, it's yeah. like, it, you know, knowing where to send the letter is, again, it's, it's directly impacts the, the success you'll have with the mailing campaign. Are there some states that you've seen, uh, Stephen, that where investors are using it more in specific states? Is there any kind of, you know, hey, if you're an investor in the state, you really should look at that or any of those kind of peak peak points? Well, for example, in Louisiana, the, there's a you get a, a, a big benefit by satisfying preliminary due process in the redemption period. Uh, it also has the, the 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 effect of maybe creating more redemptions because you're getting it to the right notes, the right person at the right time, and you know maybe the tax collector's notification was unopened or went to a dead person, et cetera. Um, but the, by completing that process, it puts you in a better position to get the deed without challenging. Mm -hmm. so you, it, it actually terminates the uh, or uh, it, it, it cancels the right of the of the potential challenger that after the redemption period ends. So you, you're taking this some of this if you do it correctly, though, right? Not if you just you know, like you, it, as long as it, it, you can show that you got the right notice, to the right person, that person can't come back and challenge. Now that's a that's a law in Louisiana, but um, you know, in other states there there are other similar laws where. This is an optional step. You don't have to, but if you do, you're putting yourself in a better position down the road to perfect your investment and to get to increase your returns. Because if you ultimately, if you get a redemption versus gaining the property and, and, and liquidating that, your returns are going to you know be exponentially higher there. Excellent. So definitely, if you're an uh, active investor in Louisiana, whether you're a lean or deed investor in Louisiana, definitely need to look at this. Um, and then any state for where you're needing to do some sort of notification to um, investors. And, you know, for those attorneys that are listening, right, they do, this, this is basically their entire job through a quiet title process. This is something yeah. that immensely help them. I would say that the, the number one reason that, that it's being purchased right now from us are uh, lien holders who are nearing the end of the, of the redemption period, uh, facing with this unredeemed portion of their portfolio that the next step is to is to turn it over to legal, right? And especially in states where they really don't want the property at all, and they know that it's a it's a it's a high cost proposition, right? You're starting you have to like shell out money, more money to sink into this thing that we don't want the property, 
but it's the best next thing you can do, legally speaking. Right before you do that, use Jurisdeed Smart Mail. And what will happen is you'll see a greater chunk of that on the remaining portion get redeemed because of the smarter and, and more effect, effective mailing campaign, then resort to legal on only the ones that you absolutely have to. Excellent. Well, Stephen, uh, I'm running short on time today in this episode, but um, I know there's lots more that we want to we want to touch base on. So I'm going to invite you back for another episode, whether you want to be here or not. <laughs> we always I always want to be here. This is always, it's always fun. <laughs> well, thank you. Again, we always appreciate when Stephen Morrell stops by and visits with us. If you want more information about his company, Juristeed, be sure to also check out Season 2, Episode 13. And of course, he's been on this season back on Episode 6 with more information on worst-case scenarios on figuring out who to notice. So great information always from Stephen. It's that time. We've got to close her down. We're not over. We're not done. We're not finished with season three yet. So be sure to check back every second and fourth Wednesday. Thanks so much. And we hope you're having happy holidays and happy investing.